0: Shalom everybody, good morning, and welcome to uh, this edition of uh, My Personal Salvation, How Jesus Saved Me. So today's um, broadcast, we have with us Jane, uh, who's going to um, share with us her um, testimony of how she became born again, a born again believer in Jesus. Um, So we're gonna go over to her now, I'm gonna bring her on the screen, just one second, bear with me now, Uh, there we go, hi Jane, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm fine,
0: and you? Good, good, good. I'm just checking the sound there to see if it's okay. Mm. Yes, welcome to the program. Thank you. Where are you based, Jane? Where are you talking from?
1: Yeah, so at the moment I'm in Norway. I live in Norway. I have a house here. Yeah. In the southern southern part of Norway, on the south coast.
0: Very nice. And that's not a Norwegian accent I'm hearing.
1: No, (laughs) no. Where is that from? uh, I was born in England. I was born in London. Mm-hmm. And when I was six years old, the f- our family left uh, left England to go and live in South Africa. So I grew up near Johannesburg. Oh, so I stayed there for uh, about twenty twenty five years, and then after that, I left I left South Africa because uh, I wanted to live in Europe. So that's okay. the way it went.
0: Mm. Sure. So you're based in Norway now, are you? Yes. Okay, and you, you, you're—I mean, I I met Jane uh, in uh, Israel. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun together. In uh, do you remember when we were in Nazareth and we were trying to find Sid Roth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did, we did find him. <laughs> we never found him. He had a secret. Um, uh, he had a secret uh, meeting with Jewish people yeah. to evangelize to them. And we, me and Jane were trying to find. We were in Nazareth at the time, and we were trying to find where it was. We did everything we could to try and find it, but we couldn't find it. But what we did do was we prayed for the meeting on the height. Do you remember? We prayed yeah. for their meeting on the height. And I heard afterwards that a lot of people became born again uh, at his meeting. So he's very anointed anyway, but um, we had good fun there, didn't we?
1: Yes, we did. <laughs> walking around, just walking around the streets and praying for people. And yeah, it was it also was so good.
0: Yeah, and we, and we also met the political party. Do you remember the one who was yeah. running for mayor? We got invited yeah. in. They were giving us T-shirts and... <laughs> It was good fun. Anyway, um, we're here to talk about you and um, your journey with the Lord and um, you know how you became a believer in Jesus, a born-again believer in Jesus Christ. So um, where did it all begin, Jane? Uh,
1: let's see. When I was young, my mother used to send us to Sunday school, but I wasn't really so interested in Sunday school. But I noticed when I was uh, maybe about 10, 11, that I started to become interested in going to church and kind of was a, like a hunger within me to go to church. Okay. And so I would, a little bit with my mother too, the Anglican church. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like, you know, f- f- full uh, gospel preaching, but it was yeah. just something attractive about it, something magnetic that was drawing me uh, mm. to that.
0: Mm, and, nice. Uh,
1: yeah, so when I was about, let's say, my father was actually a spiritualist, so he he had some very strange ideas, and so we would kind of uh, be drawn into occultic things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we didn't really understand how dangerous it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, not at all, really. And my father would uh, he'd encourage us to be part of these Ouija board games, and uh, he had tarot cards and stuff at home, and so, I kind of grew up in that environment as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Which
1: very, uh, I look back now and I think, oh no, you know, it's like that, uh, that a child would be exposed to stuff like that when they are so young. Yeah. So, that was uh, not, good, not good. No. But anyhow, um, let's see, my friend Pam, when we were about, or were we, 14, 15, my friend Pam had, uh, had some uh, mental problems. And uh, one day our history teacher found her sitting in the classroom after school. And uh, that ended up that he invited her to church. And Mm -hmm. so the Pentecostal church and she accepted the Lord. So she became a believer. And then she started praying for me and she would talk to me and say stuff to me about Jesus. And I kind of saw the change, you know, and it kind of sounded interesting. But it was, you know, like too too much to... uh, kind of commit totally to Jesus. But uh, I remember one day she said to me, uh, Jane, do um, you believe you're going to go to heaven when you die? Mm-hmm. So I thought about it. So I said, um, I said, I don't know. I hope so. That was the mm-hmm. best I could come with. I hope so.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then she said to me, uh, Jesus said that uh, if you are not gathering with him, then you are scattering abroad. If you're not with him, then you're against him. So it's, like, it's like not really the kind of thing we kind of would say to a, an unsafe person these days, you know, with all our political correctness, but she said that to me.
0: Mm.
1: If you're not with him, then you're against him. Mm. And anyhow, uh, she prayed for me, and after s- about six months, another friend of mine called Esther, she uh, took me to a Pentecostal church, which happened to be the same church that Pam went to. It was, you know, a lot of Uh, A lot of the churches in Johannesburg, but we land up in the same church Mm -hmm. and the man uh, preaching and he preached about the Titanic. And he said that uh, they had said about the Titanic that this ship was so wonderful. It was so powerful. It was so invincible that not even God could sink it. And then uh, as he preached, he kind of had the similarities with his message and the gospel and the Titanic. And,
0: uh,
1: I just really felt like, uh, God was calling me. And, and so, and so at the end of the message, he said, okay, is anybody wants to be saved? So I put up my hand, but then I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go out. And so my friend Esther says to me, you want me to come with you? So I said, yeah. And so anyhow, that night, this was in January 74. Then I gave my life to the Lord and I went home and I told my father, my father said, Hmm. This Will last two weeks. I give this two weeks, and so like 45 years later, <laughs> he was wrong. No, he wasn't very wrong.
0: Was your dad still in this doing spiritualism yep. at the time when he said yep. that to you? Okay, so that wasn't coming from yes. him, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah,
1: so, um, there was uh. Kind of a, a tension in the air because, like, now I was a Christian and I was going to church and he was still dabbling his uh, spiritual stuff. And so that was, um, yeah, that was quite a hard time. Uh, Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, it's like something I just didn't want to have anything to do with. Yeah. And also going to Pentecostal church, we learned, we learned so this was dangerous and something to avoid. So it's kind of like a part of my testimony how that um, God also took me out of that. And I uh, I started experiencing some problems after some years, like uh, fear and mm-hmm. uh to sleep. And I didn't know what was wrong, you know. I didn't know why I was going through these things. And why was I anxious? There was nothing really to be anxious for. Nobody was threatening me. I wasn't in a dangerous situation. Uh, and I had a job that uh, was quite pressurized.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I worked for a, a company where the boss would always have to have the figures on his table of the sales and the credit every day. He had to have the figures on his desk, so we worked under quite a lot of pressure. And I think this kind of maybe sparked this uh, fear, this, this unrest in me that was kind of lying there, you know, from the years that I'd uh, been uh, exposed to these horrible things, these demonic powers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. So uh, I was a Christian. I'd been a Christian for quite a while. And uh, I was starting to think, what is all this fear about? Mm-hmm. And I read a, a verse in the Bible that, that said that uh, if you seek me and search for me with all your heart, you'll find me. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they, something like that. You, mm-hmm. you will seek me and search for me with all, my heart and, with all your heart and you'll find me. Mm-hmm. So I started to pray to God about taking away this terrible fear and sleepless insomnia mm-hmm. and uh, I prayed and prayed and then after a while this um, this preacher came to our church the church I went to in South Africa and his ministry was deliverance and he mm-hmm. started telling about what he had experienced and he would keep rededicating his life to the Lord but nothing helped to get rid of this unrest inside and so he um told about his testimony god has set him free from demons and so uh in one of his meetings i went forward and god set me totally free wow. so that i didn't have to take sleeping tablets anymore i that was immediate change i had peace and i kind of felt like a there's a story in the bible about a man who had a lot of demons and jesus uh, met him uh, in the galilee area and he cast the demons out of him And the man was filled with peace and it said he was clothed the next day and in his right mind. Mm -hmm. And so he was filled with uh, a heavenly peace that Mm -hmm. only Jesus can give. Mm -hmm. And this would also think that um, Jesus gives peace. Jesus is really the only one who who gives peace. Uh, One can try and fill it up in other ways, fill up this, this unrest in us or the hole within us in other ways, but it's only Jesus who can Uh, set us free and give us hope for the future and give us peace inside. Really, really, you know, that he is the one who fills our hearts. Mm -hmm. So that was my story. Also, um, what happened at at my school was that there was a a real revival at my school. So after I got saved, we Mm. found out that there were three young men, three boys, Mm. they were about 15. They had been praying for the school. They had prayed for eight months. They didn't have anywhere to meet. They met out on the rugby. Wow! And they prayed for revival in our school. Wow! After I got saved, many people got saved, and they got healed, and they got filled with the Spirit in my
0: high school. Wow! uh,
1: I think revival is also something, uh, yeah, that I have uh, kind of uh, had with me from the early days of me being a Christian. Mm, Mm. Very nice. So that's been very exciting as well. Yeah.
0: Great to hear, young, younger people as as young as fifteen uh, praying for revival in their school.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. And what is even more uh, strange than that was, all these young guys were Baptists, mm. and so Baptists don't usually uh, have mm. such a lot of faith in speaking mm. in tongues or mm-hmm. miraculous. Many Baptists mm-hmm. may be uh, kind of a um, little bit skeptical. But mm-hmm. these guys, they, they saw that this was the power of God and, and we would um, have pre-meetings and then somebody would say, oh, I want to speak in tongues. And then we would say in the group, okay, tomorrow we fast and then after school we're going to pray for so-and-so so that they can be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in mm-hmm. tongues. So these were just a bunch of kids mm-hmm. <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of uh, administering a, a revival. So oh, very right. really exciting times. And, yeah. <laughs> We never knew what was going to happen. So, yeah. yeah, it was very exciting.
0: And were you the only person in your family who was born again at that stage?
1: Yes, I was. Um, mm-hmm. My brother also accepted the Lord after that, but he kind of, I don't think he really uh, kind of understood uh, what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So he kind of made a commitment, but then after a while he didn't church anymore. But then uh, some years ago he came back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he prayed the sinner's prayer again, and he, he was baptized in water, uh, and he made a real commitment to the Lord. You know? mm-hmm. And so, two years after that, then he actually died. But uh, so it was very, it was really, really wonderful to know that he had committed himself to the Lord before the Lord uh, took him home.
0: Absolutely. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's it's a really wonderful, cool. thing. it's a wonderful thing to yeah. know, to know. Mm. Um. So you got deliverance yeah. from, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that insomnia is demonic. Uh, you know, if you can't sleep at night, yeah. it's not of God and you do need prayer. So your Testament, uh, mm. your testimony is part of your testimony is that is getting deliverance from, do you think that that was from the occult that yes. your father was involved in? Oh, yeah. 100%.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, people today are are, are very. um, Let me just put my. I think my my telephones, my batteries. I'll just put my telephone in.
0: Yeah, sure. I think occult is a lot more common than people actually realize. Um, (laughs) Just bear with us one sec. Yeah, I think, Jane, occult is an involvement in occult. Is a lot more common than people realize. Yeah. They don't understand the dangers. Yes, of it.
1: and uh, you know that people so many, so many, so many people are into yoga, and then I think also that uh, I know some Christians try to warn them and speak to them, and then there's they they just say, "Oh, I don't do the meditation, just do the exercises," and what? I think. Yoga is just like. Uh, why would we want to do that? Right. Why? Wh- I mean, we can do other exercises. We can walk. We can swim. 100%. We can. 100%. We can go to the gym and do just ordinary exercise We don't need to do yoga, and reading horoscopes. All these things are kind of like. It's almost like we're inviting uh, the. Hundred um, percent. The devil, ready.
0: Absolutely. To, if you're. In- uh,
1: have a place in. Life. Yeah. and uh, You know, there's been. I I experienced. uh,
0: You're breaking up. There. I I
1: experienced it was. It was. It was a a, a challenge to be free. I had to really go in for it, and a a man who was really anointed in the deliverance ministry prayed for me. It was somebody who who knew what he was doing. Done this many times and prayed for many people to be free. So. So it's like, uh, in a way, it's kind of like one thing to to let them in, but it's another thing to get them out.
0: Oh, yeah. I hear you, sister. It's, um, you know, deliverance is not something that anyone should be afraid mm-hmm. of. And ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit that delivers people and all Christians and everybody that I have met has, has some sort of evil spirit on them. So mm-hmm. I really think the body of Christ need to. It's really comes down to uh your heart and whether you want to be delivered or not. And I mean, some things you, you it happens in so many different ways. People, some people, it can happen in their room on their own or some people have to go to people who, like you say, know what's going on and, and help them and, and who are fasting and praying, like Jesus said, and lay hands on them or maybe not. Or sometimes the fiery God comes down on people and they get delivered. So it's nothing to be afraid of. But if you get into the occult and. Um, you're you're inviting evil spirits on you, as Jane was telling you, yoga, tarot cards, hor- horoscopes, all these things are from the demonic realm. They are not from God. And you're inviting evil spirits on you. Um, There were some writers in Ireland who were into spiritualism as well, and they're celebrated in Ireland as well. Um, And, you know, um, it's completely ungodly. Um, So you got, you went to this, was that in South Africa?
1: Uh, yeah this was in South Africa okay so uh it's funny because uh, yeah, it was um uh I felt that it was um a very strange time because at the same time that I was experiencing this fear and these attacks I was feeling that God was calling me into uh, doing Christian work so like how can God call me when I'm you know uh stroking like this so it was kind of like as soon as As soon as God set me free, then I knew also that I was free to uh, do this Christian work. And I left South Africa and I went to Israel and I Mm -hmm. I joined a Christian group in Israel and we worked on uh, a kibbutz. Mm -hmm. So that was very meaningful to me because it was almost like a kind of release out of um, kind of like the devil's influence so that I could really serve God and sleep at night and just have a normal life.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, and and what a wonderful thing to do to bless Israel, God's land. Um, and I know you have a great love for Israel, um, and go and you've been yeah. many times. Uh, you've sown in a lot to Israel. I know yeah. that. Um, so um, after then, you got delivered. So uh, so what do you, what what was God's work for you to do? What was He calling you to do?
1: Yeah. So I joined a, a team uh, on a, a, a with an organization called Project Kibbutz and uh we uh we were together as like a discipleship group something like a uh, youth of the mission oh yeah and uh we stayed on a kibbutz we stayed on a, a regular kibbutz secular um there were uh there was one religious man one orthodox man who who had a kippah uh, you know yomuka. and uh, the rest the of them were secular people they you know they weren't religious uh most of them and so uh, we just had regular jobs, we worked alongside them, some Mm -hmm. people worked in the laundry, some people worked uh, with the chickens, some people worked out in the orchards, Uh, my job was to work with uh, babies, Mm -hmm. so I looked after little kids, and for me that was the only job on the kibbutz, and that was totally the best job, because Mm -hmm. uh, I would be with these little kids, and I'd pray for them when I was with them, and so uh, it would be so wonderful to get a report from israel that there's a revival on the kibbutz so we were the only christians there sometimes we had some sometimes we had some other people coming along uh, who were believers who would stay on the kibbutz yeah and then they could join in with some of the meetings and we had praise and worship and so we had a, a it was like a year commitment we had to working on the kibbutz being on the team Serving each other and being discipled. So mm. it was very, uh, it was very, uh, of course, I, I would not have been able to go had not God set me free. Yeah. I would have struggled very much. They would have maybe not even let me come to the team because I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to cope. Israel's pretty. Intense. And uh, you maybe don't see it when you're on a, a wonderful 10 uh, day trip, and then everything is wonderful and romantic and beautiful and spiritual. But when you are there for uh, uh, yeah, for an extended time, then you notice that this is a place of spiritual warfare.
0: Yeah. And uh,
1: yeah, it's like a, it's a heard- challenge to, to be there. So I've
0: I've heard, I've, heard, the Lord. I've heard a few mm. people say that if you stay longer than a certain amount of time, you know, like longer than three weeks for it, you can yeah. really feel the spiritual warfare yeah. over over Israel and yeah. Jerusalem, you know? Yeah. Mm. So you were there for a year. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And were you able to um, yeah, you know, tell the Jewish people about Jesus being the Messiah or share with well, them?
1: Um, you see, uh, we had a kind of rule. Uh, that we weren't allowed to witness, but mm-hmm. we were allowed to ask answer questions. Okay. Answer questions, no problem.
0: Crazy. In a way, it
1: was like, you kind of, it was kind of like to live with Jesus in front of the people yeah. and then like ask God to, to make them curious. And then they would uh, ask questions. Sometimes. I think a lot of them were kind of interested in what is a Catholic and what is a Protestant, that, that kind of thing. Okay. But uh, we could also, uh, then we could share. Yeah. So as soon as they asked the question, we just had a green light. And yeah. then we could share with them. And um, But um, they, they, the people on the kibbutz knew that we were believers. They knew we were Christians. And what really shocked them, I think more than anything, what shocked them that we were boys, uh, yeah, boys and girls on the same team, or young men and young women on the same team, and we didn't uh, share rooms, we didn't sleep together, and this was amazing to them that mm. young people could kind of uh, not have that relationship because Kibbutz is a very secular place, a very nice mm. place. Yeah. So um, so we just say no, oh, we are Christians. So we kind of uh, wait and we married with that side of life. Yeah. And they just couldn't understand. And, yeah. But how do you know it will suit you when you're married? <laughs>
0: Yeah. They get
1: their answers. How do you know? How can you take the chance? Yeah. So it's a lot of immorality, lot of lot of immorality. Also with the adults, not just the young people, the soldiers, a lot of immorality, a lot of abortions, a lot of sad things. So Israel is absolutely a country that needs uh, our prayers for for God to come with his breakthrough and to cleanse his people he's promised that he's going to wash them with water and uh and give them new hearts so it's it's in the book he's going to do it but we have to ask
0: him it's coming it's coming fast yeah um wonderful yeah um and you know that you've touched on a very important point there about immorality and sexual immorality you're talking about their fornication and uh it is something that is um believers are not supposed to do um because it's against god's will um because sex is 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 for marriage it's a covenant between a man and a woman and um yeah but this is how the world works so um you know um you you obviously spotted that and they were obviously shocked by that and um yeah it's good that they're provoked to asking questions you know what i mean from living holy basically
1: mm. yes because i think um uh, many christian organizations they are very wary about um you know about being maybe too open with their faith and i think that's part of the key is to is to uh, just show the Jewish people love and pray for them. Pray that they will ask. Pray that they will become curious. Pray that they're going to say, "Who are you?" Um, you know, why are you like? Why are you like this? And uh, I have a little story from from our, uh, We were on a trip mm-hmm. uh, uh, climbing a mountain, and a whole group, and we always had to have an armed guard with us and on the way up the mountain one of the ladies uh, sprained her ankle so she couldn't walk so the, some men carried her up to the top and they carried her down the other mm. and uh we didn't know the effect that it had now on god he was actually a member of the kibbutz mm-hmm. and he had um, gone to the uh, the kibbutz have a meeting well our kibbutz had a meeting every saturday night so they all got mm-hmm. together and spoke about uh, what's going on and what do we need and who, yeah mm-hmm. and uh, he had um, spoken at the meeting and he said wow you know if we could just have that uh, help and that love that I saw when we were on that trip and he told about this girl spraining her ankle and being carried up the mountain <laughs> and then down the other side and it was uh, tedious and uh, it took a while but uh, people were just like cheerful and ready to help her mm-hmm. so so he could uh, uh, give that um report to the kibbutz members if just they could uh have that love that we had so that's also a brilliant testimony and uh, you know, the, the Jewish people I didn't think they understood us what made us tick? but I think they they were they were very kind of uh you know, they'd follow us and ask us some questions and and some of them were kind of very skeptical they didn't kind of want to uh, have much to do with these Christians because, uh, of course, a lot of Jewish people have had a lot of, a lot and lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of pain, because of the the Christians, and the way they were treated by Christians, and that um, that they would even be persecuted and tormented by people who called themselves Christians, mm. and uh, so a lot of them have uh, kind of built a wall and they, they don't really. They're not really interested, but some of the others, they are quite uh, interested to find out what, what made us tick.
0: Yeah, when when, I, when you're talking about that man carrying the woman down the mountain or up the mountain, um, you know, the, I don't know who it was, but somebody in the past, he was a monk or something, mm-hmm. and said, you know, display Jesus and if necessary, use words. So that kind of came to my mind when you're describing the way that man showed the love of the Lord carrying that woman Uh down the mountain, you know. There's many ways to reach people, isn't there? With the gospel. It's not just one.
1: Yeah. And and, uh you know it says it says in the Bible several times in Isaiah that uh that the Gentiles are going to come and prune the the vineyards and the Gentiles are going to carry the 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 Jewish children home and help them. The Gentiles are going to give them silver in the book of Isaiah Mm. The uh, book of Isaiah in the sixth, 60th chapter, chapter 60, we can read about that. And actually that kind of points towards the future, points towards the millennium, but it's happening now. Mm-hmm. It's happening now that Gentiles are sending their money. They are trying to help the the new immigrants who come, the Ethiopians who really need help. They need clothing, they need food, they need jobs. And the Gentiles are saying, what can I do to help Can I go? Can I serve? Can I work for nothing? Can I give of my own resources? What can I do? And Mm -hmm. it's a very exciting uh, uh, time. And also seeing how many Gentiles are praying for the Jews uh, in a way they've never done before, loving on Israel, um, Mm -hmm. seeing what they can do to help out as the Jews come home to their land.
0: Amen. Mm. And actually Yeshua Square, this web this website, its mission point is Israel, folks. So it's uh, beautiful to hear you talk about Israel um like that. And um it's um we have to provoke them to jealousy, you know. It it, it kind of shocks me to think that um Jewish people don't know about Jesus. I'm like, What? Mm. It, it it absolutely blows my brain that to think that they don't know Jesus is the Messiah. Like yeah. considering they live in the land where he walked. Mm. I it it is right, I, mm. It really gets me going. But um, I was praying over Galilee last year and um, God spoke to me and he said that Galilee will receive revival in November this year. So that was nice to hear. Um, so um, I think, stuff, really? yeah, I think stuff is moving. Well, I, 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 <laughs> I have a friend who's buying a house there. Um, he was told by the Lord to buy a house there and he's going to turn it into a house of prayer this year he's doing it now the transactions are going through so um that's that ties in i think a little bit with my prophecy so um god is so good and um you know he he wants everybody Mm -hmm. saved, but he does have a special heart for the land of israel and the jewish people he came as a jew he was jew he came as a jewish man so um there's a you know it's a special place isn't it i mean you've been numerous times now yeah
1: Hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's like um, there's always oh, there's something to experience there. There's new people to meet, and and God shows new things through His Word. And it's just a, a very, very, very exciting country. That, uh you know, I think that I don't know if God has a soft spot in His heart, then I think it must be for the Jewish people. I mean, it's like there is just something there. God's great love for them. I mean, God, it says in the Bible, God doesn't have favorites, but it's, there's, a, there's something special attached to the Jewish people when he says that uh, if you bless them, I'll bless you. You curse them, I'll curse you. Right. Yeah, but uh, it's like, concentrate on the blessing. You know, there's just so, so much there. Just does bless it, the Jews. Talk good. Talk good of them.
0: Does it not say somewhere in the word that they're the apple of his eye? Does it say that no yeah. yeah. I
1: think he has <laughs> a very soft spot in his heart for them.
0: Well when you think mm-hmm. when you think that God sent Jesus and his mission point was to the Jewish people. It could have mm-hmm. been the Italians, it yeah, could have uh, been the yeah, yeah. it, it could have yeah. been the Irish. It wasn't. It was Jew it was the Jew. He came mm-hmm. directly for the Jewish people. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. And um. And you know. And everything centers. Yeah. Everything centers on Israel. The end time. You know. The the final battles are all in Israel. They're all over Jerusalem. So it's where Jesus will return when he lands on the Mount of Olives. His feet are going to land on the Mount of Olives, and he's going to walk through that Golden Gate. Jesus is returning to Jerusalem. That's why it's thought over that's why the spiritual demonic is so when you go up on the temple mounts for me anyway oh this the spiritual demonic up there is awful uh but
1: um you know
0: it's a wonderful place though isn't it it's just a fantastic if you've never been to israel folks put it on your list of a place to go because you'll always receive a present from the lord special gift from god when you go to israel Mm um whether you're a believer or not you will you know i know my mom one of my mom's friends sons had gone to israel and she was asking him oh how did you feel and what did you think of it and he's not a believer yet as far as i know and uh he said to her yeah there was and he's traveled all over the world and he said to her there's something special about it he couldn't identify what it was but he said there's something special about that place you know so um i feel i feel high as a kite over there who needs drugs? I feel like I'm about a hundred feet off the ground in Israel. I just, it's, it's a total open heaven. I love it. And I always have such great fun there. I have had a bit of backlash from praying over Syria and certain countries, but um, in general, I mean, I, I love the place it's, and I hope to get there this year. please God at some stage. <laughs> so Jane, how has God blessed you as well? And your, your walk with the Lord? Is there any? thing you'd like to give uh, testimony on uh, of how god has blessed you or turned the situation around or uh, you know divine encounters or anything like that uh
1: like what's uh, your I, i'm having a bit of uh, uh, trouble hearing
0: okay yeah. um is there anything
1: just anything that god has done
0: yeah. Any like um, testimony of how God has been good to you or favored you or helped you or um, I mean, I know you got deliverance from occults there and um, that in South Africa. Wonderful. Um, but is there anything else you'd like to, you know, share with us in terms of uh, divine encounters or um, just how God has been good to you in your life?
1: um i think that uh, these last years uh have been very very exciting for me and i've experienced how god has opened doors for me and it hasn't been like i have uh, put out a notice on facebook hello everybody here i am uh, uh it's kind of advertising for myself but like god has opened the doors for me to go and share in other countries and so in the last about um one and a half years i've been to uh six different countries to share so so that's been that's been a very exciting uh, thing to tell about what god is doing and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of it is um based around israel god's work in israel um it sounds very boring but it isn't really at all and how god is fulfilling his promises so last year in January, I was in Ghana and we were able to uh, minister at a church in Accra. And then in February, I was in Ethiopia. Wow. And we were able to share in uh, Addis Ababa and then in the, in the south. Yeah. So these are things, these things are, are like really so exciting. And then uh, I went to, uh, we're on a trip uh, to uh, uh, Holland and Germany and Poland. And while I was in Poland, The door just opened for me to uh, preach there, even though I hadn't prepared. I wasn't prepared uh, when I left home. I didn't go with the kind of manuscript, what I'm going to say. I just opened along the way, uh, and a friend yeah, there was a friend there who I was able to visit, but the only day I could visit was on a Sunday as a friend of the pastor. And so his daughter asked me, uh, Would you like to say something? I thought, Yeah, maybe share a testimony. And then she said to me, could you speak for 30 minutes? <laughs> and I was, yeah, okay. So this was just like a very exciting and wonderful thing. And then um, in uh, it's in January this year, then I went to South Africa and I was able to preach at uh, a couple of Indian churches in Durban. And it's just such a wonderful privilege because it's just opened, the doors have opened up. And then uh, we Kenya after that. We, we had a cart with friends. And uh, we we went to Mombasa and we did some uh, teaching uh, to uh, at a, a past uh, evangelist conference. So it's just been so wonderful, so meaningful, and uh, to bless people and to share the word and to meet new people and um, yeah, I could go on and on. Just it's like a wonderful, very great privilege to uh, to to be able to stand behind a pulpit and talk and share God's word it's just the uh, yeah
0: yeah something something it's really that you're right
1: so I think that's really meant a lot me. mm, yeah. Definitely. and it's, just, it's like you know little me you know little me a little school teacher you know uh-huh. I don't have a lot of you know like a lot of famous people who know me it's just like uh, I feel like the lords open the door and uh, I have a friend who uh he was also very involved in israel's work and she's been traveling with we've been traveling together and sharing and just experiencing a lot of stuff so mm. uh it's yeah it's been very rewarding and it's like um to it's like a kind of a, uh yeah i can really recommend asking god to use your life because you don't know where you can end up you can l- land up down in beautiful Accra you can land up in in uh this in Nairobi. You don't know where you can in South Africa you can land up <laughs> anywhere. Just like also to remember to say yes. Remember to say yes. Uh a couple of weeks ago uh yeah about a couple of months ago I was asked if I could uh, sing in a, a funeral and it's like sometimes you think oh no so I thought yeah I could sing yeah I'll do it and it was like um it was very special and just to say yes when you get the opportunities don't so oh, i don't know i'm not good enough i don't know i'm i'm unsure no or somebody else but just say yes take the opportunities and yeah. go for it trust good. god and go for it
0: that's great one wonderful advice wonderful advice because you know time is short and god needs us to say yes i love that jane it's really cool uh, he needs yeah. us to say yes and you know Even if there's, and especially if there's fear around it, because usually if there's fear around it, it's actually what, Mm -hmm. usually, not all the time, but it's usually what you're meant to do because you're, if you're a bit nervous or you're a bit fearful, it means Mm -hmm. you care and it's probably in your book of life. So um, yes, wonderful. God does need us to say yes to things, to do stuff and to be obedient. Mm -hmm. And that was actually another person was talking about obedience earlier on today, um, to, to just say, yes, God, I'll do, use me as you want to use me. Yeah. Great prayer. <laughs> mm. So God's taking you around the world, teaching and mm. preaching by the sounds of it, both.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah. maybe teaching, but teaching. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes yeah. it gets very You can kind of take off. <laughs> yeah.
0: mm. but you, you love teaching. I mean, yeah, so being it's, a, it's a gift. It's an important gift. Very important gift. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Do you do you think that the Lord will use you again to travel and teach in the future? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, yeah. You see, uh, uh, yeah, I can hear you. It's very kind of scratchy, but I, 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 I think that for the future, um, I had a effort that I'd be teaching. And the prophet who spoke to me—I had told her anything. Uh, I hadn't said what I'd do or anything. And then she said to me, "You've used your uh, teaching gift in the natural, and now God is going to take it and He's going to use it in the spiritual." And it, uh, I went for a while, and I was wondering, um, "Who am I going to be talking to?" Because she said, uh, talk about young people, I'll be speaking to young people, raising up the next generation." And I would think. Who are these people? Is it them? Is it them? Which country is it? Here in Norway, and so I thought, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. But my job is to get ready and to be in the Word and looking in the Word and asking questions in the Word and finding out new things. And so that's also been very enriching. So I can also also recommend uh, read the Word and. Uh, Read the word with uh, with commentaries. If there's something unsure, go to the commentary and see what the commentary says. And uh, maybe you not you don't agree with it. Go to a new commentary. So as to to get clued up in the word and uh, ask ask God's um, ask for God's help to uh, find out what He wants. And also, like these thoughts become very precious to you, and then you. Can...
0: Oh, sorry. Folks, I think we've just lost Jane there from the feed. Um her um her uh, internet has just uh, she's just been removed from the feed so um, we'll just see if she comes back I'll just give it a few seconds to see if she comes back Um, it's, it's she might know how to come back in, she's doing it from her mobile phone but she, what she's saying there basically is to the importance of the word of God and um, to read the commentaries on the word of God to give you more revelation on the word of God so I'm sorry about this uh, but uh, she uh, has told us earlier Jane had uh, a father who was into spiritualism which is not from God, it's from the occult and of course you know if your father or your mother are into uh, demonic things uh, evil spirits are permeating in your house and they can come on children as well so later on in life she had to have deliverance uh, from occult and she was you know manifestations of this included insomnia if you're suffering from insomnia, it is demonic and uh, you need deliverance. You need prayer from the Lord from it. And, uh, I remember somebody else who was, uh, I knew of had insomnia and she too was involved in occult. Occult includes things like, uh, many things, but, um, spiritualism, um, Ouija boards, um, uh, uh tarot cards. Oh, she's coming back in there. Tarot cards and uh, many things. So just bring her back in. Yes. Hi Jane, you're back. Sorry, something your, your phone went off there for a second. I kept yes. talking anyway.
1: <laughs> My power ran out, but now I've got a better I've got a better phone because it's this other one is very scratchy, so I.
0: yes, yeah, yeah. and if hold it steady, hold it steady so that yeah. it because when you move it, the microphone moves. Yeah. Yeah. So what were we talking about there before? We were talking about reading the Bible. Oh yeah, yeah, and I was going to ask you—you're saying to read the commentaries. Can you just yeah. explain that? Because in my Bible, it's over there, but um, you know, it just has little footnotes. You, do you mean yeah. those little small footnotes? No. So I,
1: I actually don't have a study Bible. I just have a—I just have an ordinary Bible. But then I go online, and there's a lot of different uh, commentaries. Like people like um, Charles Spurgeon, they have shared their thoughts and. Ah. Written, written, ah, yeah. so there's, there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of different people so you can just uh uh i i use something called the blue letter version so then you get the scriptures there and then the scriptures are in red writing and then they have commentaries in the blue but i don't always agree with what the commentaries say sure. so then sometimes too it's okay to uh to disagree because then you think about it and you start to Maybe make your own, uh, uh, make your own kind of investigations into yeah. what's being said. Mm-hmm. So then the word becomes much more living, and yeah. also we don't understand the history always. We don't understand what the Jewish traditions were. Why did Jesus say that? Why did he wear that? What did he mean when he said that? What is the background? But then it's really good to have a, a kind of a yeah uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, bo- a, a book or a, a commentary that can help us with this yeah uh, I find sometimes it's um I don't know even though I've been a Christian for a long time, I think I don't understand what I read. you know if you take the book of Amos and just start reading who was Amos talking to? Why did he say that uh, why did they react like that? and like when you have a commentary, you get the uh the the his, historical background, so then you can place it mm-hmm. uh in the right kind of perspective mm-hmm. so. Mm. And people think uh, the the Bible, or they think especially that the Old Testament is very boring. But it's the opposite; it's very, very exciting. And mm-hmm. especially when you start to see how prophecies have been fulfilled. If you read in Isaiah about, uh, if you take the life of Jesus, how he fulfilled the prophecies of God, and how how uh, exciting and inspiring it is to read about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And it says it's a double-edged sword and it cuts off things from us when we read it. And especially when we proclaim it, uh, I I started a teaching thing called Loving and Living the Word. Just every day giving a little um, piece of the Bible to teach people the Word of God. Um, So it it is really important and it's important that we have good teachers out there who can really Mm -hmm. delve in and uh, give revelation on the Word. Mm. So it's important. I mean, Jesus was a teacher, essentially he was many Mm -hmm. things but one of the things he was was a teacher but we have the holy spirit now to teach us so if you're reading the word of god ask the lord for revelation
1: Mm -hmm. on the
0: word of god when you're reading it Mm -hmm. wonderful well jane it's been lovely talking to you um and um it's great to see your love for israel and it's wonderful Mm -hmm. to see you're traveling all around the world teaching Mm -hmm. and preaching and singing wow (laughs) very impressed with that uh so um yes i think we'll leave it there for today and um we might chat again some other time maybe on teaching or some other issue maybe yeah line. yeah and and what's uh, what's happening in norway with regard to christians or christianity in norway would you
1: have a i think uh because of this uh because of this virus situation i think a lot of people have been spending more time in prayer Mm -hmm. and and, uh, people have been getting together on zoom groups and uh, uh messenger groups and i was on a group today and uh you know, getting together and pray and i think maybe experiencing hunger because we haven't had like regular church services for mm. you know these two three months so mm. also now uh, in norway it's very normal that the churches close or have very uh, few uh, church services in the summer holidays so I think uh, people are uh, maybe more open to getting together and uh, praying for the country, praying for revival. But, uh, uh, you yeah, know, there's prayer houses as well that are starting prayer groups, prayer rooms. So I don't know. I think I feel that's taken a, a, a long time. But maybe other people say, wow, there's so many people praying now uh, compared to before. So. We, we are also looking forward to God doing something new in our government and uh, yeah, throughout the country. And uh, the, uh, the country areas tend to be more Christian, more conservative than the cities. Maybe it's like that in your country too. The, so But anyway, we, we want to see revival in our country. And we've been praying and proclaiming uh, revival over this land.
0: Over in Norway, great. Um, well, I'll tell you what, how about you lead us in a prayer for whatever you want to pray for uh, before yeah. we're off. Uh, so whatever the Holy Spirit mm. leads you to pray for, um, you yeah. can go ahead and pray if you want. Mm. We can yeah. Okay, let's pray,
1: everyone. <laughs> yeah, Lord, we just thank you that um, we can uh, remember, remember the good things that you've done. And thank you, Lord, we can remember from your word as well all the wonderful miracles you did and how you set the captives free and lord we just want to pray for anyone today who's maybe heard this testimony that lord that they will start to experience a longing inside to be free Mm. that they will be like the prodigal son who who lived among who lived among the pigs and who had a who had a very dirty uh, neighborhood to live in and then one day he said I will arise and go to my Father. I've had enough of this dirty life. I want to have a clean life. I want God to clean me up. And that they will arise from where they are and that they will return to you, Lord. They will seek you. They will read the Bible. They will start Mm -hmm. to look in in your book, Lord, and find out what you want. We just pray for everyone who hears this testimony, Mm -hmm. that they will be inspired, Lord, to trust you, to call on your name, Jesus to pray to you to start to even go to church and to to um to check out who is jesus on the internet because there's so many testimonies there's so many miracles on youtube that they will start to search for you and that they won't stop searching until they find you jesus because you are the living one you are the mighty one you are the savior without you there's no salvation you you are the prince of peace without you there's no peace lord Mm-hmm. I just thank you that you meet people you meet people today and you meet people in the future too through your word in jesus name amen
0: amen mm-hmm. that was beautiful ah, really nice and um, thank you lord jesus for that testimony and for all the testimonies and thank you for everything you're doing in jane's life and may you bless mm-hmm. you protect her in the name of jesus thank you lord um thank you amen. jane for the testimony that was wonderful and um uh, yeah for everything you're doing and for being obedient and for saying yes mm. for giving that really wise um words for people to say yes to the lord it's time for people to say yes step yeah. up and say yes <laughs> yeah uh, god
1: bless you too uh you. Cara, that, you're, you too. that that this will just go from strength to strength what you're doing amen You'll go from strength to strength yeah amen. in jesus name amen all right mm. bye then um, okay bye
0: I will talk to you again soon, all right? And thank yeah. you very much for, for yeah. doing the testimony, all right? See
1: you in Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah,
0: amen. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, thank you for listening. That was Jane from, um, originally brought up in, uh, born in London, but uh, spent a lot of her life in South Africa and now in Norway, who's a born-again Christian. So I just want to thank her for giving her testimony there. And uh, you'll find more t- more um, personal testimonies also on Yeshua Square's um youtube channel and they're there all listed there under personal salvation testimonies so um we're going to bring as many as we can to you and for god's glory and um, i just want to thank everybody who has given their testimony so far it's great to give god glory through your own personal testimony on how jesus saved you so i'm going to say shalom and bye for now and we will talk to you again soon with another testimony bye for now take care